Good morning. This is John Richardson speaking with you from Toronto, Canada. It is Monday morning, October the 31st, 2022. Tonight is Halloween. And the other significance is that it is Monday morning, and I am in the habit of starting my week with a discussion with Jimmy Saxon, CEO of the Esquire Group in Dubai. And this is actually a very, very interesting week coming up. Uh, the Supreme Court is going to be, that is the Supreme Court of the United States, is going to be supremely busy and supremely interesting. And today they're actually hearing uh, uh, the affirmative action cases, which I find personally interesting. But on a more general level of interest for Americans abroad, on Wednesday, the Supreme Court of the United States is hearing the first case about Mr. F. Barr. And joining me in this discussion to prognosticate a bit and define the issues is Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing well, John. Thank you. Yourself? I'm good, good. You know, it is impossible to live outside the United States and have any interaction with any U.S. citizen and not know about Mr. F. Barr, I think. Would you agree? I think, that is, I think that is, you know, you'd be surprised. I still come across people. Uh, I still come across people to this day that were, you know, by birth American citizens or whatever, maybe never even been there and are still in the dark about this stuff. Surprisingly enough, but there are a few out there. Oh, my God. Well, there's certainly far fewer than there were, say, 10 or 12 years. 10 or 12 that years. Is, that, is, that is a that is very, very true. I mean, I think, you know, looking back before FATCA, I think there was maybe 1% of the Americans abroad that knew about this stuff. And I would say, you know, that percentage is well over 90% now. So that's 2010 to 2000. Do you think when the history of the world is written, this will be referred to as the, the F-bar decade? I don't know if it's going to be referred to as the F-bar decade. I think it'll be referred to as the FATCA decade. Um, I, I think I think FATCA rings loud in the ears of every American abroad more so than, than anything else. Of course, FATCA was the great enabler, wasn't it, in terms of you know facilitating yeah. awareness of of all of this other stuff. So, um, so this, so that you know, this is the first case where the Supreme Court is discussing the aspects of uh, FBAR. Do you want to um, describe the issue they're dealing with, or shall I, or how do you want to? Sure. I mean, look. I mean, the, 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 you want some background on the case, or you just want the, the main discussion topic? Well, why don't you start with the main topic and then give some background on how we got sure. there? So, I mean, the, the, the main the main case is is the IRS. Uh, has the ability to assess a penalty a, a penalty for non willful non willful failures to report well the F bar the information on the the F bar. So before I get into that, I mean it's ridiculous that there's a penalty for non willfulness anyway, right? I mean, like you're supposed to like it's like strict liability. Like you're supposed to come out of the womb knowing that um, you know the F bar exists. I mean it's it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but Beyond that, it exists. They can assess a, this $10,000 penalty. But the question is, does this $10,000 penalty apply per form or per account that you need to disclose on the form? Um, and the IRS has long held that it's per account. 
Um, there's been some success in litigation now, I think in the Ninth Circuit, arguing that it applies per form. And the reason it's in front of the Supreme Court is because the Fifth Circuit disagrees and thinks it should be. I think that's the way it is. It might be vice versa. But I think that the Ninth Circuit is per form and the Fifth Circuit is, is per account. And so basically, this, this, this guy who was living outside the United States had some personal accounts and he also owned some foreign companies that had accounts that should have been on his F bar. He failed to file from 2007 to 2011. And um, so the IRS assessed him a $2.72 million fine because they looked at the failure to report each and every account and said there was 272 violations and therefore the penalty is, is 272,000. Something like accounts per year, something like yeah. accounts per year, yeah. And then he, he, you know, he appealed, the appellate court found that he was limited to perform, it should be 50,000. Um, and now this is moving on up uh, to, to the Supreme Court to be talked about. Um, it, it's an interesting issue. Uh, I, I certainly think that the IRS, I mean, I've never seen any other form where, you know, I mean, just look at form 8938, the FATCA form, right? I mean, there's not a a per account or per reporting penalty. I mean, I'm, I'm not aware of any form anywhere in the tax universe that has a a separate penalty for each of the subparts of the form. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I just can't imagine that Congress... When they passed this legislation, I mean, honest to God, I think Congress just didn't even consider that somebody could be so ridiculously aggressive that they would try to apply it per account, which is why they didn't specify it. I think they just enacted the same thing. It'd be like any other form and it'd be per form. But of course, the IRS and its infinite wisdom and greed um, just decided to screw the American public even more and tried to stretch what the law says. I mean, there's nothing in the actual statute that says anything per account, right? They said- well, if there's nothing, Kevin, there's nothing in the actual statute that says anything at all. I mean, the statute yeah. says, you know, I mean, it's the most amazing thing. Well, I, I find it absolutely amazing in the sense that what the statute really says, if you're explaining it to a five, somebody said, Daddy, what's an F bar? Oh, well, you know, in the statute, Congress has told secretary yeah, yeah. they can make up any form and fine people. That's all it is. It's incredible. Yep. It's absurd. And, you know, I mean, I mean, one of the big questions is a little off topic, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. But, you know, I mean, the other question that I have is what now that we have FATCA, then you have Form 8938, which essentially includes the same thing as the FBAR. Plus, you have all the FATCA reporting going to the IRS. And what's the point of the FBAR anyway? Well, Jimmy, it, other it, than penalties. Imposed penalties. What do you yeah. mean? What's the purpose of it? I mean, you know, it's uh you know, it's a revenue raiser. I mean, I think in 2003, 2004, I'm not 100% sure of this, but my memory of it is that, you know, so they transfer the administration of this thing over to the IRS, right, from FinCEN, you know, sort of rubbing their hands together. Oh, my God, think of all the more penalty revenue we can generate on this thing, right? But it is, uh, I mean, okay, let, let's back up a little bit. I think one of the things that I, I find surprising about this is um, I 
really think that it is contrary to the IRS interests to be out, you know, uh, getting a reputation for trying to levy these kinds of penalties. I mean, it's just, it's not only is it going to bring the administration of justice into disrepute, but it's going to bring it into a form of absolute ridicule. I mean, look, I don't know that the IRS's reputation can get much worse. Like if I was, if, if I was the IRS, the worry. reputation is, is the last thing I would worry about, right? I mean, they're already ridiculed. I mean, everybody hates the IRS. Um, I mean, and in terms of my involvement with the IRS throughout the years, I mean, I would say that some of the worst human beings I've ever come across work for the IRS. Um, so I, I don't think that's a major concern at the IRS, personally. Well, you know, it may not be a concern of the IRS, but I mean, if I were a judge looking at this, right, and, you know, understanding that, you know, because it's because it's so ridiculously and perhaps unconstitutionally vague. OK. Sure. Uh, you know, I might consider that. I mean, you know, is there a broader interest of the administration of justice stake here, you know, that would sure. be an interpretive aid to, you know, keep, I mean, it's already unreasonable at 10,000 bucks if you didn't know about it. Well, and I mean, look, there's another FBAR case that's coming up that we can talk about another time. But, I mean, it's also an absolute excessive fine. Yeah. Yeah. The Toth case. The Toth case. Yeah. Trying to get the survey. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, I would be surprised if you'd read any of the actual amicus briefs in detail because of the time it takes and that. I'd be surprised. Yes. But... Um, have you have you looked at any of them? Probably not. Am I right, right on that? Okay, yeah, no, I'm not surprised by that. Um, you know, they're they're good. They're good. I mean, the uh, certainly the vast majority of them seem to take the position that it should be a per form uh, penalty. I mean, ten thousand. You know, it'd be interesting to know. You know, it seems to me, which obviously makes sense, right? Is the IRS is, is really sort of cherry picking who they apply these penalties to, right? I've never seen a, a big penalty like this applied to somebody who didn't have the money to pay it, right? Oh, it's or, a, or, no or, question. Or at least they can get a No question. It's a form of confiscation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just confiscation. Exactly. I mean, I see this whole penalty regime as just... Uh, you know, part of a broad apparatus of civil forfeiture. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't see a oh, great sure. deal of difference between this and, you know, pulling somebody over on a highway and saying, you know, do you have any money? Thanks, we'll take it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what you were saying. You know, the purpose of the FBAR is collecting penalties. I mean, it's, I mean, in, in terms of getting the information, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, if you think of what it takes to administer the FBAR, what it takes you know, on the government side, you think about what it takes for, for you know, Americans abroad to deal with the FBAR. You know, 95% of this information get, goes to the, flows to the IRS through FATCA anyway, right? I mean, the literally the only reason that the FBAR exists is is so people can be caught for not filing it. You know, I think and, you make, and, you make and, a and really pay penalty. good point. You make a really good point. And I think just sort of I'm thinking out loud, maybe you can confirm or, or or not. 
But wouldn't the fact of Form 8938 include everything on the FBAR anyway? Or yes or no? No, uh, I guess it wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't because there's certain signing things where you wouldn't have beneficial ownership, right? The, it's been a long time. It, it wouldn't. I mean, so for example, the 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 FACA form doesn't include signat accounts over which you have signature authority, right? But no, and um, official ownership, right? The, the, yeah. So the FACA yes. form is, is a statement of foreign financial assets. So I think you're right. I think I agree with you that you can have signature authority over a form over an account for the purposes of the FBAR, but it wouldn't necessarily be included on the form yeah. 838. That's what you're saying. But, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, the IRS gets the information about signature authority anyway. Yeah. And there's usually no, and there's no tax attached to those accounts, right? Those yeah. accounts, in my mind, are, are somewhat irrelevant because if you're not the beneficial owner, you're not liable for the tax on it. And the IRS gets that information anyway, through the FACA data. Right. So I guess for the way they would try to explain it is that the 8938 is related to tax uh, and the yes. FBAR includes being related to tax, but, you know, uh, money laundering or any of these other things, who knows? But I mean, what is very, very clear is that this is way out of control. It is way out of control. Sure. It's, it, it just reeks of arbitrariness. Um, and, you know, and there's tremendous confusion, I find, you know, beyond the basic sort of, you know, bank account that people have or brokerage account, there's tremendous confusion about what actually has to be reported on that thing. I mean, you know, you, there, there are varying discussions of, you know, credit cards, for example, and if so, what kind of credit card is it? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Tell me what you think the court's likely to do here. If you had to guess. You know, I haven't read the legislative history uh, about the FBAR. My, I don't know if this is wishful thinking, but I kind of, I, I seem to think they're going to go on the perform. Mm -hmm. I think the better arguments are, are that, well, of course, my argument on this is that I don't even—I I don't think that any penalty can be levied at all because if you—if you actually read the statute, I mean, it's, it's such a, a dog's breakfast of garbage, right? But you know, so we have the main statute, the authorizing statute, is this fifty-three-one-four, which you know doesn't impose any obligation on anybody except the Treasury Secretary. It says you know the Treasury Secretary is required to make up a bunch of rules, right? Okay. And, you know, so the, you know, so if you look in the regs, you'll find all these rules, which are sort of a moving target, right? That you're shifting goalposts, you know, if you will. Um, and then we go back to the statute that imposes a non-willful penalty for a violation of 5314. And the problem I have with this is that, you know, no individual can violate 5314. You know, maybe a regulation. So I don't understand you know how any how any civil penalty can be imposed well, on a transaction. Well, and and the and the other thing is, and I mean, it's not really a relevant issue in this case. Is when you do read it, it it, it says, uh, you know, for accounts over ten thousand dollars, this this aggregate value over ten thousand dollars 
was sort of put in the regulations, but that's not literally what it says in statute. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. And that can be changed by regulation. Yeah. I mean, it really is astounding. I mean, it's almost, I mean, it makes me wonder. I mean, I'm not up on this stuff, but again, I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, it makes me wonder if the whole delegation is so broad that it may be impermissible. I, I think there's actually I never thought about that, but I would say it is definitely an argument. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's very vague. Yeah. Well, all right, this will be interesting, and maybe we'll pick this up after you know the city comes down. I mean, nobody knows for sure, and maybe it is wishful thinking, but I I just think that a decision. You know, uh, allowing a a per account penalty is just so extreme, you know, and just so, you know, incompatible with whatever the purpose of that may have been originally. Well, I mean, the other thing that I would add, and this isn't necessarily a legal argument, but, you know, we have a very right-leaning Republican conservative court right now. who generally do not love the IRS. So, I mean, I think in terms of, I think, I think in terms of a case like this, this is probably the best court that they could be in front of, right? I mean, I, I kind of have a feeling if, if, if these guys can find a way to stick it to the IRS, it's not going to be so much about, I, I think the mental part of it's not going to be. I, I think they're more likely the to pay attention to what the law says. I think that's right. For sure. I think that's yeah. right. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, this has yeah. been great, and uh, we will pick up again with our discussions. But uh, very grateful for your feedback and thoughts on this one. Thanks very much. And uh, for those delinquent FBAR filers who need help coming into compliance, how would they get a hold of you, Jimmy? EsquireGroup.com. Esquire Group or FBAR Group? <laughs> Not FBAR Group. That's why I thought you said that for All right. Great stuff.